your desire to sing. I'm asking God to put melody back in your heart. Cause you to lift your voice and sing to Him. Even though you don't understand. good all the time. Good morning. Good to see you brothers today. It's good to be here with you. Um, I need to start by saying I, I, it's not that I just all of a sudden decided to be a casual pastor. Um, all the staff, we're going down to the district um, campground today to help clean up. <clears throat> it's something they require us to do. I mean that we do, but because we want to be a team player. But um, And then for, any, for those of you that know the, the area down there, we, we clean up our Grace Point job. We volunteer every year to clean up the snack shack. <clears throat> it's amazing. So because of that, we... I personally never get anything from the snack shop when I go to camp meeting because I know what's underneath the grill and all that kind of stuff. But you do what you want, so that's okay. Um, and then after that, we, we stop off at lunch at Ivanhoe's and then come home. So it's going to be a big morning. That's why I'm... It, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> well, let's start. Um, let's just have word prayer together. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to be together as brothers. Thank you, Lord, for the effort that has been put forth to get here this morning. I know that's uh, pretty significant for some, and I just thank you, Lord, for their efforts. I ask that you'd speak to our hearts today, and Lord, teach us to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if anybody had any experience this past week with, um, did you try to pray the titles of God like um, the, the, at the end of the chapter suggested. Anybody have any experience with that? Anybody purchase a hymnal this week? <laughs> this past week? Anybody read a hymn this past week? Jim, you did? What hymn did you read? You know, a lot of the hymns were written after someone went through a very difficult time, and they came out on the other end, and or, or even in the middle, and they they were inspired to write. I think about the one we've all probably all heard as well with my soul. You know, the guy that wrote the song when, after his family was drowned, and 
all that beautiful story, but it, he, he wrote this, It is well with my soul. That's why from time to time, it, it's, it's really good to incorporate, you know, reading a hymn now and then into your, your um, devotional life. It, it just, I don't actually do it that often, but when I do, it really helps. So, um, I don't know, just something you might want to consider. How about if anybody wants to share anything quickly that happened that God did for you since we were together last week? Anybody? Larry. Don't forget, you got to speak up. All right. You're giving God credit for that? All right. Good. Amen. Anybody else? Yes. Uh, Sunday morning about not being satisfied with mm-hmm. the way things are. Mm-hmm. And uh, this has been bugging me all week. And all the people that we have here, I think we ought to pray fervently that God be with you when you get up on that platform mm-hmm. and that we can feel this Holy Spirit. Amen. Somebody want to stand and pray about that? Somebody want to pray and ask the Lord to visit us in a powerful way when we gather? Somebody want to do that? Yeah, Chuck, please. Lord, this is the cry of our heart. That your presence would be with us as we were Amen. Amen. The Lord be with us many times. The outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. We want to do it afresh. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Anybody else? <clears throat> okay. You know what I tried this week? I say tried. I mean, I've done it before, but I tried to kneel more this week. I don't normally do that in my personal devotions. And, you know, I just thought, okay, I'll try. And it really helped me. <laughs> was something different, and I, I felt like I was humbling myself before the Lord a little more, at least in, in, body, in body. And so I just wanted to share that with you. The, the author talked about uh, the, the posture of prayer sometime, and uh, that the fact that, that we're, we're awfully casual with how we pray. I don't know that that's a terrible thing, but it was good for me to kneel once in a while. You know, who knows, maybe some Sunday morning... Um, during prayer, I'll uh, challenge us to kneel. I don't know. I don't want to blow anybody's mind or anything, but wouldn't that be great? We just turn around and kneel. Used to do that. I remember when I was a kid, my dad was a pastor, and, and more often than not, he said, let's kneel together. And you know, there's these little skinny pews, things like that. And I was a kid. It was no big deal to me, but I sure noticed a lot of big people struggling when they were trying to kneel down. So, But it was good. So kneeling helped me this week. I didn't do it every day, but a couple of times, and it really helped me. Well, the past few weeks we've been learning simple ways to structure our prayers, if you will, 
Um, the author of the book has been gi- giving us, um, we've been talking about a, a prayer acronym, uh, or a, a way to sit down and plan our prayer, if you will. Instead of sitting down and just saying what comes to our mind, which is okay, it, it's another way to, to start our prayers or our prayer time knowing, at least in categories, where we're going with the prayer acronym. We've been working through his prayer acronym, CHAT. C-H-A-T. As we know, last two weeks ago we talked about the C of chat, confessions, how it is good, he believes, to come and, and, um, and lay out before the Lord what anything's between our soul and the Savior. Um, and then the, the second letter, H, is honor. We, we, we praise and adore and honor God in our prayers. Uh, we always should do that, no matter what we're going through. Uh, this morning, as we approach the eighth T, <laughs> you ready? To approach the eighth T, we are going to talk about the A of the acronym, ASK. And I don't know what your experience was in reading through this chapter, but this really helped me again. This, this, this was good. Um, the, the author suggests that the asking part of prayer, C-H-A-T, the asking part of prayer is sometimes frustrating. Why do you think that is? Why is the asking part, or why could the asking part be frustrating? Anyone? Because of our own expectations, okay. we, we pray and we want an answer now. We want exactly what we're praying for. God knows best and He doesn't. All right. All right. Anybody else? Why is the asking part frustrating sometimes? Yeah, that's right. We're going to get to that verse. That's right. Why, why? Yes, please. Yeah, we've talked about this before, that wouldn't it be great to be men that go to prayer as a first reaction rather than a last resort? Even pray about things when we don't even necessarily feel like we need God's help, which sometimes we do that, I mean, because we're pretty capable people. But prayer as a first resort in a situation, rather, or first reaction rather than a first resort, or, yeah, whatever, a last resort. Uh, on page 134, the author talks about the secret, what I call the secret of, of the asking part of the acronym. The secret. It's page 134, the bottom of the page, and it's all wrapped around John chapter 15, verse 7. John chapter 15, the vine and the branches. John chapter 15, verse 7 says this. <clears throat> if you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. Here, I believe, is another huge area regarding prayer where most followers of Christ need to adjust their thinking. 
about prayer. Prayer is conditional. Prayer isn't just something that, that we do to get God to do something. There is a conditional part of our relationship with God. We have a part in it. Uh, the frustration comes in the asking part of prayer because I, I think we don't understand prayer. We come to prayer with unrealistic expectations. And, and I think a lot of times we approach God incorrectly. <clears throat> the author breaks down John chapter 15, verse 7 into three parts. And this, I believe, is a huge part of learning to pray. God today, or this week as we read through this, this chapter, God wants to teach us something important today if we'll listen. <clears throat> Prayer through and through. We've talked about this before. I've preached on this. You've heard other people talk about this. But prayer through and through is a relationship. One thing we need to change our thinking about is that is what is the purpose of prayer? The purpose of prayer, first and foremost, is to know God and for Him to know us. It is, it is a relationship with Him. We should look at our prayer life mostly, if not even, I would say completely, as something we do to know God. Not something we do to get something from God. That may happen. But it's something we do to know God. And as our author went on in the chapter, he talks about the, the th three ways that, that uh, John chapter 15, verse 7 can be divided up and speak to this issue. The first one is uh, prioritizing the relationship. Uh, chapter 15, verse, or John 15, 7 says, we remain, if you remain in Jesus, we prioritize the relationship. Jesus is first. God is first. My focus in prayer is on Jesus, on God. If you remain, that's remaining in Him. What, what, what else does it mean? What do you think it means to remain in Christ? Loyalty? Okay, good. I would think so. I would think so. You know, we do a lot of things behind closed doors, or some people do a lot of things behind closed doors in the dark because we're all alone. You know, we're never alone. <clears throat> Practicing the presence of God. Yeah, Brother Jerry. Oh, come on. <laughs> Amen. He is. He's, he's right there. Um, Jesus is called Emmanuel, which means 
God with us. He is with us 24-7. Um, I think we need to wrap our minds around that. What's it mean to me in my attitudes and actions and lifestyle that Jesus is with me always? First of all, do you believe he is? Do you believe he's there? Do you believe that ought to change something? Yes. Right. You know, a lot of times with me, at least, you know, when when something interrupts my schedule that I didn't plan on, sometimes I get frustrated. But I don't know how many times that those interruptions turned out to be from God. See, I write, I do my schedule because I, you know, I, and I, it's it's good. But sometimes I miss something someday that God wants me to do. And so um, remaining in Christ through prayer means that, that we are so connected to Him that He sets the agenda. It means many other things, but that's good. So prioritizing the relationship. Prayer is a relationship with the, with the Father. It's a relationship with the Trinity. Um, so we remain in Jesus. And it also says, and His words remain in us. I like the phrase that He, that he wrote on uh, page 135, in the middle of the page, we must become people of God's book. You see, what we're doing here, trying to learn to pray, that's only part of the equation. The other part is becoming a person of God's book. I've got a lot of good ideas, I think, but you don't need my good ideas. You need the Word of God. That's what you need. You need, whether it's from a sermon, from a Sunday school lesson, you don't need my great ideas. You need the Word of, we need to be people of the Word of God. Learning to pray is only part of the journey, and I hope we understand that. It's not really necessarily reading the book. It's a good book. It's got good stuff to, to share with us and to help us along the way. But there is a really good book, you know, the good book. As they used to say in Westerns, you know, uh, John Wayne, the good book. You know, I used to hear that all the time. But um, becoming men of prayer is also becoming a man of God's Word. That's a crucial part of it. Uh, in chapter uh, 15 of, of John, chapter, John chapter 15, is the vine and the branches. It is being connected, remaining in Christ. It's being connected to the vine. We are the branch. We're connected to the vine. And His, his, um, his blood throws, flows through our veins, as they say, his influence is flowing in and out of us. His what would Jesus do thing is, is right there with us as we are connected to the vine. That's prioritizing the relationship with God in our prayer life. That, is, that means when we pray, we come to Him like we've, we've learned in other times and, and, and adore Him and honor Him. We, we come and love Him because the priority is, number one, that our relationship with Him is right. 
If we want to become men of prayer, we must become a man that puts God in his proper place in our lives. Give him, not, no, he puts us in our proper place. We give him his proper place. A great phrase at the bottom of page 135. When it comes to prayer, he requires that we relate before we request. I like that. You know, you could write that and put that on your dashboard or something. He requires that we relate before we request. He requires that we get more of Him before we get more from Him. You know, sometimes, if our intention is get something from God, but we start to, or, but we start to get, some, get Him, once we accomplish that and we get more of Him, that's enough for that day. And those things that we want from Him, they just, as they say, seem to grow strangely dim. Page 136, a good phrase on that page that I liked about the middle of the page. Uh, He's not going to answer our prayers until we start to value our relationship more than our requests. Until we want more of Him than we want from Him. Another way to say the same thing. Relationship, that's first and foremost in our prayer life. My relationship with God. And then in the middle of page 137, Larry Crabb says, the writer, the author of the book, author of the book, um, The Papa Prayer, which is also a very good book. Crabb says, if we truly want more of God than from God, then we should be willing to accept whatever answers to our prayers draw us closer to Him, even if those answers are not the ones we'd hoped for. <clears throat> Prioritizing prayer. Any other thoughts on that? prioritizing the relationship. He goes on to talk about um, the present the request, the ask part, ask part. Ask whatever you wish. Think about that. That's that's from that's from Jesus. That's God said, ask whatever you wish. It is okay to ask in its proper place. We start out with other things in our prayer, but it's okay to ask. Jesus tells us to ask. James chapter 4 verse 2 says, you have not because you ask not. Again, some people I've run into don't ask because asking really puts us on the line. If I ask and it doesn't happen, then what? But God says, Jesus, Jesus says, or actually the, James says in, the, in chapter 4 verse 2, ask, we have not because we ask not. The process of asking even teaches us to pray. The closer we get to God, the more the relationship develops. It seems like our asking changes. Our, our wants, our needs tend to change. Because really, when you get right down to it, all we need really is God. All we need is God. And have Him guide us through this journey we call life. Ask. Page 139. Around the top of the the page. Jesus doesn't limit us to just one wish. (laughs) He welcomes us to ask whatever we wish. This, of course, assumes that we have met the prayer condition. That we are remaining in Him and His His words are remaining in us. You know, wouldn't it be great... If we could just all agree 
that for the next, I don't know, how about rest of our lives, but let's just start with the next month, that, that we come before God to ask Him nothing but Him. Ask Him for nothing but Him. And just see what that does for us. Even take a day or a week, whatever. Just ask just for God. God, all I want. You know, there could there, there will be other needs, all kinds of needs in the family, at work, all kinds of needs. But what would it ha- what would happen in your life and mine if we just say, God, today, I know there's all these burdens, but all I want is you. That's all I want. I'm just asking for you. Uh, let me do. Let me pray for that, Lord. I just ask that you'd give us yourself, Lord. We live in a world that bombards us with stuff that we want and things that we think we need. Lord, would you cut through that today for those of us that are here this morning? And would you just give us yourself? That, that's all we want today, Lord. We just want you. Come, Holy Spirit. We need you. Lord, move us from here to where you want us to be in our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We talked about this some time ago in a, on a Sunday morning that, that we should ask specifically. And I think it's, it's important in, on a number of levels to just ask specifically instead of generally um, page one or page 141 again and it's saying it again at the bo- at the bottom of that section before you get to presume the results it says your highest prayer goal of developing your relationship with God the highest prayer goal is developing our relationship with God if that's true then let's ask him for it God, I am weak. You are strong. God, I can't do this. I need you. I must have you. I need you. Please, God, give me yourself. The third thing that the the author talks about in relation to John chapter 15, verse 7, is presume the results. In John chapter 15, verse 7, Jesus, according to the author, guarantees the results. Do you believe that? What do you think about that? Jesus guarantees the results. What do you think? He does. Okay. Okay. Any doubters? Anybody, you know, have enough guts to say, no, I don't believe that? (laughs) Oh, Mr. Philosophical. Okay. (laughs) Maybe not in this world. Okay. All right. The results. Right, right. His results are different. The primary result of prayer, though, along the lines of our context that we're talking about, is a relationship with God. The primary result is not that He gives me what I'm asking for, but that He gives me Himself. That's the primary result. And brothers, if that's all we get, that's more than enough. If we just get Him, I say if we just get Him. The secondary, the primary result of prayer is a relationship with God. That's first. The secondary result of prayer is everything else. 
the top of page 143. If God doesn't give you a yes right away, He is responding in one of three ways. No, slow, or grow. That, that was pretty good. And then, and then on down through the rest of that section, that's some good stuff there. No, slow, or grow. If a relationship with the Almighty God is our primary goal in prayer. If that's our goal, then when God says no to something we're praying for, or when it's slower, the, 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 the answer, than, than we would like, or that He's asking us or He's helping us to grow, then we should be, well, we should be okay with that, shouldn't we? Should we be frustrated, I mean really frustrated, if God doesn't give us what we think we want? No, slow, or grow. The last line in the chapter. No, slow, or grow, but our prayers are never without results. We can presume that this will always be true. So ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Let's look at, turn to page 144. Look at number three. Let's think about this for a few minutes. Number three on page 144. What two or three things have you been neglecting to pray about because they seem too small to bother God with? Anything come to mind in anybody's, you don't need to share it, but anything come to mind? What are some things that, that we've been neglecting? That, you know, we, we, are, we are told to, to bring whatever, bring whatever to God. He, he's concerned about all of these things. He's concerned what you're concerned about. Are there, are there any things, is there anything in your life or anything that, is, that you think is too small to pray about? <clears throat> Right. Right. We should take everything to Christ. Amen. Amen. Anybody else have a thought before we get into our groups? Anything that was revealed to you this week as you read through the chapter? Dave.
Yes. Did you hear that? What actually is Philip? One of the things that it's, uh, it's been a constant theme is the prioritization And this morning, it's been talked about, so that that's all we need. And I, I guess that has been a challenge to me, is that that's all. It seems to me that I need uh, a good marriage. Oh, I think, I, yeah, I think there are needs, but I think that, that what is our greatest need? Or to use what Dave was saying, what actually brings us to God? And I think, I think that initially what brings us to God are our human needs. And that's not bad. But I think to become a person of prayer, it needs to be more and more what brings us to God is God. My longing for a relationship with Him. That's, that's what I want. That's what drives me every morning or moves me every day to spend time with Him because I want to know Him. And then in that relationship, just like as our children do, uh, they come to us and ask for stuff. They ask for needs. And because I love them, um, I'm still giving them money. So, um, <clears throat> So I think that's, that's the kind of thing, is, is, is the idea, is the relationship, the, the importance of developing that relationship and then asking, the A part of chat, asking out of that relationship. It seems to me that out of that relationship, God will help us prioritize our prayer needs in other areas even more, or at least guide us and direct us in those areas. Um, yes?
No. Um, I was, I think I was initially a little angry. I was, I had faith. I, I think it is. I don't think, we don't stay there. Um, but, you know, we have, you know, this, whatever, the, the, my problem is, whatever and what I would attempt to answer is inadequate. That's my problem. You know, we could do the, 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 the pat answers and say, um, you know, we, our, our human understanding is flawed or incomplete, and God is all-knowing, and, uh, you know, he... We're all going to heaven. We're all going to be there. And Kate got there before us. She's waiting at the door and all that kind of stuff. But there were times when I prayed for stuff, for people, and I've got examples of that, and the prayer didn't work. Um, I don't know that I, I don't understand all of that, but I understand this part of it. My time praying for Kate in a kind of a, a way... Help me get closer to God. Even the anger after that helped me understand a little more God, and I think it helped Him move me a little closer to where He wanted me to be. Does that make any sense? I just um, I don't have the answer. I don't I don't claim to have the answer, but I, I understand this. My 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 many hours of praying helped me get closer to God. And um, someday I'm going to have um, Krista Lehman and Andy give their testimony because since Kate died, God has opened up huge doors for them for ministry. Uh, yeah. Good point. You know, I was in the room with them when the doctor came in and said, this is what you can expect. And uh, 
I mean, they wailed. They, they wept. And I know God's heart broke. I know it did. I know it, and, and we just um, questioned, angry, all of that. But as I walked with them, even to the point of the funeral, as I walked with them, uh, I don't know, their faith and love for God was intact. I, you know, we, we could spend a lot of time here, and there's, you know, we could hear from Pete. Pete has personal experience with this, but we need to get in our groups and, and pray that, that God would help us to know how to ask Well, I think that's a good point. I think maybe in the context of where I am in my relationship with God, I'm not, you know, initially I'm not asking what I would be asking if I've been walking for 20 years with God. But I think he was talking about in the context of, Lord, give me a Mercedes, or wasn't he, or give me a million dollars or something like that, um, treating God as a Santa Claus type thing. Um, I just pray, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to us. Lord, just in the few minutes here that we've been talking about this, we just don't understand. But we need you. We want you. We want to understand. We want to draw closer to you. Lord, we need you desperately. There are men sitting here today that need to be set free. Lord, we need you. There are men sitting here today that are carrying heavy burdens. There are men sitting here today, Lord, that just don't know where to turn next. Help us to turn to you. Lord, I pray that you would help us to humble ourselves before you. I pray, Father, that you would help us to fix our eyes on Jesus every day. To trust Him. And to not lean on the answers to our prayers, but to lean on the One that can answer our prayers. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to seek you with all of our hearts. Oh God, we need you. 
There are men sitting here today that have deep wounds. Oh God, would you heal them? There are men sitting here today that right now don't know if they can make it in this journey with you. Aren't sure that they can become a man of prayer. Lord, will you help us? Would you help us to persevere through the tough days when it doesn't seem like it's working or we don't feel like we're getting through to you? Would you help us, Lord, to persevere? Oh, God, we bow before you. We love you. We need you. You know, as we're sitting here today together, we bow in our heads before the Lord. Let's just thank Him for something. Would you just thank Him for something in your life? No matter what you're going through, no matter how burdened you are, would you think of something to thank God for? If you can't think of anything, thank Him for being here today. Let's spend a few moments thanking God. Lord, we thank you. Lift up your voice, Lord. Lift you up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I want to thank you for uh, one here today that has accepted you on Sunday. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Help us all to draw close to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. There's something that you can think of right now that if if we were in our groups, we'll just pray like this this morning, but if we were in our groups this morning, I would have asked that you would take time to ask God for something. We're, We're talking about asking today. That you would ask God for something around the group. So think about something today. What comes to mind that you today need to ask God? Just take a moment and ask Him. Jesus said, ask. Ask. So we come to Him and ask this morning. You know, if God were standing before you today, you were actually in the presence of God. He was right there before you. What would you ask Him? Father, you are all powerful, all knowing, all loving. Teach us what that means. 
Help us, Father, to humble ourselves before you. Help us to live in humility before the Father. Oh God, today we need you. We all have needs, Lord. I think of Ruth York who will face surgery tomorrow. Pray for her. Think of the others that in our church family that have physical issues, financial issues. We pray also for that young man on our list from Iraq who can't sleep because he killed people this past week. God, would you help him? God, would you help him? Would you give him peace to let him sleep? Lord, there's a couple I'm thinking of now in our church family that's calling it quits. Lord, would you just go with them and Help them, Lord, to heal. Lord, we're a people that need you. What would you ask God if he was standing before you? else have a specific request we can pray for you anybody father mold us into the likeness of your son oh god teach us to pray Let us pray the prayer that our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As Paul says in Romans 15.33, The God of peace be with you all. The God of peace be with you all. Lord, we are desperate for you. We bow before you. I pray, Father, you be with my brothers today.
that whatever they do, wherever they go, whoever they see, any situation they face, they will face it in the power of the Spirit. I pray, Father, that where we go, you would go. And that when we leave, people would say they've been with Jesus. Today, we've been with Jesus. He'll be with us all day long. Take the Lord with you everywhere you go. Let Him be your guide. Let Him be your Lord and Savior and Master. Let Him lead you into all truth and be the people that He's calling us to be. Be the men He's calling us to be. The God of peace be with you all. And all the brothers said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.